0: Hi, this is Eleanor Dierman. And this is Samantha Ketter. And you are listening to the fourth episode of the Daily Texan Newscast. Today is March 13th. And let's get started. So Thursday night, student government election runoff results were announced. Xavier Rotnovsky and Rohit Mandalapu were elected student government president and vice president. Interesting thing about Xavier and Rohit is that they originally started out as a joke campaign. They're from the Texas Travesty, the satirical magazine here at UT, and they garnered a lot of support through social media, Yik Yak, Facebook, you name it. So they ended up winning 59. 9.2 percent of the vote after trailing 20% behind in the general election behind their other competitors, Brayden Jones and Kimia Dargahi.
1: There was a slight delay in the release of the voting totals. Originally, the election results were supposed to be announced at 6 o'clock, but instead they were delayed by 45 minutes. And I think Sam knows a little bit more about
0: that. Yeah, so there's a lot of speculation as to why they were delayed. I think when we heard or when people at the results announcement heard that it was going to be delayed people knew something might have been going on. And the reasoning that was given to us was Zach Long from the election supervisory board said that essentially, they just wanted to double check the votes, make sure everything was correct, so as not to provide misinformation to the public. So they were just really double checking, making sure and that did lead some people to believe certain things about the results. So everyone started getting really antsy whenever that happened, just ready to hear it. There was a lot of speculation at that point. to to whether Rohit and Xavier did win. And it turns out they very much did. 19.5% of all students turned out for this election, which is probably one of the highest voter turnouts in student government history. Additionally, Xavier and Rohit are the first Texas travesty campaign to win. And they are certainly the first joke campaign to win a student government election in decades. So Sam, when are they going to start their term in office? They'll start their term a few weeks after spring break. That's when they will be quote-unquote inaugurated. It'll be really exciting to see what's going to happen there. I know they're going to have to bring in a lot of new ideas. Braden Jones actually offered his congratulations to Xavier Rotnowsky and Rohit Mandalapu and said that he knows they're going to have a big learning curve, but he's confident that they'll do a really good job. Some of Braden's supporters, or one of them in particular, Arjun Mosherla, said that essentially Xavier and Rohit's win just shows that student government needed something a little different and you need to be different to win. And that's exactly what happened. So how does this compare to SG elections in the past? So for the runoff, they had 9,445 votes cast this year. That was 336 votes more than the general election this year, which in the general election, 9,109 people voted. The last runoff occurred in 2014 with a university-wide representative runoff and only 2,090 votes were cast. But the last executive alliance runoff occurred in two thousand. Eleven with seven thousand eight hundred eighty-three votes cast. So that's still a decent number, less than what was voted this year. I think the candidates this year really drew a lot of voters and a lot of attention to themselves, and it caused much higher voter turnout than we have seen in recent history.
1: I know a lot of stuff happened this last week of campaigning. I think the ESB board announced several different hearings. Sam, can you tell me a little bit more about that?
0: Yeah. So essentially, this was a very long week of elections for both candidates or both alliances. The past two weeks had been fairly uneventful in terms of hearings. You know, it had been a very low key election compared to past years. But in this most recent week, defeated presidential candidate David Malley filed several complaints against the alliances that were currently still in the race. He filed one against Rotnovsky and Mandelapu, and that one was essentially that they said they forgot to put something on their financial disclosure form. And those were items they used at a debate or items that they bought for the student government debate. And those items were Lunchables, Little Debbie Cosmic Brownies, and New Jersey Pink Roses. So it ended up getting a lot of attention. A lot of students heard about the Lunchables debacle and thought it was amusing. And I think Rotnowsky and Mandalapu definitely thought it was amusing as well. They thought it was fitting for their campaign that something like that had happened. Malley also filed a complaint against Jones and Dargahi, claiming that they did not disclose one of their election workers. Tanner Long, one of the current liberal arts reps in student government, sent out an email to the newly elected representatives urging them to vote for Jones and Dargahi. In the email, Long invited all of the new reps to a party that he said he understood that Jones would be inviting them to. And Malley said this showed a clear collaboration between the two candidates. Essentially, the ESB ruled that they could not prove that any collaboration had taken place, so the charges were dismissed. And for Rotnovsky and they had a 10% fine levied against them. And basically that just meant on their financial disclosure, they had to disclose 10% of the amount that they were allowed to spend in their campaign finances. And that didn't really hurt them too much. They'd only spent about $50 currently out of their $1,000 budget approximately. So after the campaigns, Rotnowski said he was completely shocked and he felt absolutely validated that so many people turned out to vote. He said, first things first, He wanted to go dance. So it'll be definitely exciting to see what they bring to the table. I think it's been a really long campaign season, and it's been a pleasure to cover definitely a lot of stuff happening in the very last stretch. And I'm excited to see what this means for SG coming in with like a new type of leadership, entering the office. Yeah, and essentially they're going to have to find a lot of people to appoint. They need to appoint an executive board, they're going to need to appoint directors for agencies, and that's going to require a lot of outreach. And you know, maybe they don't know as many of the student government players right now, but they're going to be meeting a lot of new faces and learning a lot of new things. So we'll see how it goes. It'll be very much fun to follow. So we're going to do a quick legislative
1: update. One bill that's actually filed Friday by Representative Molly White in Belton. She filed a bill that would allow private business owners to refuse service to people, quote, based on the owners sincerely held religious or personal beliefs, end quote, and would prevent owners from liability if they refuse service on those grounds. And so the bill is very short and to the point, leaving a lot of room for interpretation. When I interviewed White, she said that the bill was filed in response to cases of owners being sued across the nation. For refusing service on religious grounds, and she particularly cited a 2007 New Mexico case and a 2013 Oregon cases. In the New Mexico case, a photographer refused to take a commitment ceremony photos for a same-sex couple, and in the 2013 case that took place in Oregon, a cake shop owner would not make a wedding cake for a same-sex couple. White said she wanted to give "quote private business owners religious liberties without fear." end quote <laughs> So, there were several people that found this bill problematic. Um, one was Reverend Michael Diaz of Resurrection Metropolitan Church in Houston. And Diaz has actually publicly spoken out about like religious support for the LBGT community. And he actually was at the Capitol um, with several other religious leaders and lobbied for this kind of idea. Diaz, upon reading the bill, said he thought that it could lead to a lot of discrimination for the LGBT community, but also um, single mom. minority ethnic and um, racial groups, and other groups that are minorities in the community. He showed concern about the bill and said, quote, just call it discrimination. Don't call it religious freedom. Additionally, I talked to Roger Mesa. He is the Queer Student Alliance co-director, and he agreed that it could cause some problems for the LBGT community. Representative Eddie Rodriguez said the bill is, quote, hateful and does not reflect Texas values. That's a bill just to follow as bills continue to be heard in committees and sent out. Another bill, that caused some discussion this week was actually a daylight savings bill that was filed by Representative Dan Flynn. So as I'm sure you all know, Sunday was daylight savings time, so we fell back an hour. And Representative Flynn, a while ago, actually in November of last year, after that year's daylight savings time, filed a bill that would remove daylight savings time in Texas. And so currently daylight savings time is removed in Hawaii and Arizona. Uh, It used to be parts of Indiana didn't have it as well. Yeah, so this bill would basically it's pretty self-explanatory. Get rid of daylight savings time in the state. So he said upon talking to him that the idea just kind of came to him. He was rolling back his clocks and he was just kind of like, why do we do this? Why in the world do we do this? A small group of people lobbied at the Capitol in support of the bill and many students expressed their thoughts. The bill was heard in committee this week and it was left pending there. So we'll see if that goes out and is heard on the floor or not. Another important thing to note about this year's legislative session is that today, March 13th, is the last day to file bills. Every legislative session, legislators have 60 days once the session starts in order to continue filing bills. Today is the last day. It ends at 6 p.m. There were over 700 bills filed yesterday alone, which is a huge jump from this time last week. As of recording time, we don't have the total number of bills filed, so we'll keep that up, but I expect that there will be a lot of last-minute bills slipping in today, so we'll see. So earlier this week, a video surfaced of the Sigma Alpha Epsilon University of Oklahoma chapter in a bus chanting racial slurs. They were saying things along the lines of, you can hang them from a tree, but you'll never sign with me, among other parts of the chant. So after that viral video surfaced later in the week, President Bill Powers released a statement at UT saying that UT was going to be investigating into our SAE chapter to see if there were similar chants going on historically here. And so this all follows the border or control Fiji party that the university actually did not penalize the fraternity for, which has caused some debate amongst students. President Powers said that along with looking into the SAE chapter here, that this also raised questions about Fiji and is continuing to look into that party and work with Fiji. In a quote, he said, Our Dean of Students has worked extensively with the group to educate its members on the harm it has caused and to reconcile it to the greater community. The Fijis have apologized and have been fully engaged with de- Dean of Students efforts and have reached out to Latino groups. Much work remains, but this is a positive start. The university is still looking in to both of these groups, but it's definitely something to keep following and it's definitely starting conversations among UZUT UT students. This week, the Texas Senate confirmed Abbott's three appointees to the UT System Board of Regents. Sarah Martinez Tucker, the CEO of the National Math and Science Initiative, was unanimously approved. The other two candidates did not have unanimous approval. David Beck of the Beck and Ren Law Firm in Houston was approved by a vote of 27 to 3 on the Senate floor, and Steve Hicks, who is a current regent, was approved by a vote of 28 to 2. Prior to being heard on the Senate floor, the three candidates had to be approved in the Senate Nominations Committee. Within the committee, Sarah Martinez tucker was also the only one to be unanimously approved the other two were approved in a vote of six to one that one person who did not approve the two candidates back and hicks was senator coney burton and so burton did not vote to approve the two of them because she felt that the two had contributed to a lack of transparency at ut So, a note for South by Southwest guests this week. It was announced that Uber will not be able to operate at Austin Airport. And this announcement was made following Lyft's agreement with the airports allowing them to operate. Airport representatives said Uber was offered the same deal as Lyft was, but chose not to take it. How it works is that any business operating at the airport, not just Uber and Lyft, is required to pay the airport a 10% fee for operation costs. Uber opted out of that agreement, whereas Lyft took it. So Lyft will be the only rideshare service operating during South by Southwest. So yeah, that's just something to keep in the back of your mind that if you're planning to go to the Austin airport this week, do not use Uber. As I'm sure you all know, spring break is starting on campus, which means South by Southwest. And we have a very special guest with us here today, the Life and Arts editor, Kat Sampson. And she is here to give us some tips about South by Southwest and some ideas of what events we should be attending. So Kat, I know that today y'all had a giant, beautiful insert in the paper. Everyone be sure to grab it, take it with you. Um, But can you tell us a little bit about um, South by Southwest and what we should kind of
2: expect for this year's festival? So pick up the paper today. There's a beautiful insert, 28 pages around 24, 25 stories. Got a couple guides. The Beginner's Guide to South by Southwest. An Introvert's Guide to South by Southwest. That's probably my personal favorite story. Are there any events that you would say like that we shouldn't be missing? I'll split this answer into two parts. The first part, if you have a badge, the headliners are where it's at. These are people that are essentially getting paid by the festival to come and talk. So those are the ones that you want to really give your time to. Snoop Dogg just announced he's coming. Breakfast Club is airing a refurbished version of their movie. And Molly Ring Wald along with Ali Shealy will be doing a Q&A so those are, those are some of the bigger events to attend as far as if you're a student or someone who doesn't have a pass check out the the very center story of the insert the story is the best free shows to attend if you don't have a badge or if you do have a badge and you 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 know are still interested in going to these to these events but there's three or four listed every single day check them out the times are available most of them if not all of them are music based so uh, just keep that in mind when you're checking them out a ton of artists here a significant number of Austin-based artists as well. So chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you have a friend who's performing at South By, so figure out where they're performing. It's probably at 3 a.m. in a dive bar somewhere on 6th Street, but um, I would check them out and support your local community. Awesome. Well, thank
1: you so much for stopping by. We really appreciate having you on this show, and I'm excited for South By. I'm sure a lot of other students are, and it's going to be a fun week. Perfect. Thanks, Ellie. For Samantha Kettner, I'm Eleanor Dearman. Thank you so much for listening in to the podcast this week. And special thank you to Kat from Life and Arts for coming in to brief us on South by Southwest. This podcast was mixed by Dan Rustler, and we will be taking a week off for spring break, but you can join us again on the 27th. Thank you again, and have a great spring break.